I'm Louise Roque. Tune in weekly for a dose of your good tonic, where people share their personal stories. I believe voicing, not suppressing who you uniquely are, is part of our human journey. If you would like to know more or be a guest, visit our website, goodtonic.co.nz. I hope you subscribe to our podcast. Thanks for listening. I am speaking with a voice person, so that's always a bit nerve-wracking. <laughs> so today I'm speaking with Sally Prosser, who runs her own coaching business, Working with Voice. And thank you very much, Sally. I, I, we haven't met each other yet, but this is lovely to be able to talk together about what you do. Likewise. And, Thanks for yeah. having me. And Sally's catch cry, which I really like, is own it, love it, release it. One of the reasons that I actually um, was attracted to what you do, Sally, is because that was part of the reason that I got into podcasting was because I thought, look, we've all got a voice and everybody should be using their voice. And I think New Zealanders in particular probably aren't as confident in some ways as Australians. And it's fantastic that somebody like yourself is actually going and, and teaching people how to do that. So I'm just wondering if you could let us know what you do and a bit of your background and we'll go from there. Yeah, absolutely. Well, wasn't it a couple of months ago that they did a study that found that New Zealanders had the sexiest accent in the world? <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> Well, that's debatable, yeah. definitely. I, I have a sneaky suspicion it may have been organised by Tourism New Zealand, but it was still fantastic PR. <laughs> oh, okay. I didn't hear that one. Oh, look, thanks for having me. I, I totally agree with everything that you've said, and this is the reason that I do what I do, because I believe that no matter who you are or what you do, your voice plays an important role. And I'm call, I call myself a voice coach, and as you might imagine, the first question people ask me is, oh, singing. <laughs> Yes, of course. Of and course. then if it's not singing, the next question is, oh, like journalists and actors. Yes. And it's true. You definitely, I do work with that group of people, but I find it interesting how quickly people think voice coaching isn't for them. Right. Okay. <laughs> yeah. But I say, look, unless you've decided to swear a lifetime vow of silence, <laughs> then... <laughs> Your voice matters. And a lot of what I do is about raising that awareness about how the world hears us. You know, we're often so busy thinking about mm, our, mm. our hair and our outfit and our appearance and how the world sees us, but we don't spend hardly any time thinking about how the world hears us. If anything, most people can't stand their own voice being played yes. back to them. Yeah, it's so true. And also what is very interesting is the growth in all this audio communication, isn't it? I mean, people are listening to the radio a lot. And of course, podcasts are having a huge effect around the world, aren't they? So audio is becoming something that people really, really focusing in on. Absolutely. And even people with technology, I'm sure that uh, many people have a Google Home or an Alexa or something like yes, that, yes. which you're talking to to operate. So a bit about my background, I um, started out as a speech and drama teacher. Okay. I was just in the front room of my parents' house when I was a teenager. Mm. And so I would teach children of all ages from four right through to about 14, uh, poetry and reading, and we'd go into Steadfords and do exams and all of that, and that was fantastic. And then I became a TV and radio news reporter, radio first. Right. 
and then TV after that. And that's when I discovered that there was like hardly any voice training that yeah. was part of a journalism degree. I'm not sure if it's Gosh. the same in New Zealand. I'd imagine it would be. Quite surprising, so, really, isn't it? It's really surprising. Mm. There's a, I do a little bit of it now, but there's hardly – I mean, you, you'd imagine with the voice being such an important tool of the job – Yes. A lot of time would be spent, but a lot of people are flying blind and just hoping for the best. And so I started doing a bit of coaching on the side with reporters. And then I moved into PR, as they say, cross to the dark side, public oh, relations. Yes. <laughs> and I was the spokesperson for Brisbane's water and sewage company. Oh, yes, I was so there that. you go. They say if you can sell that, you can sell <laughs> Good on you. I was in that role. Of course, my voice was a really important part of it. But I discovered how a lot of people didn't have much to go on as far as their spoken communication. And I'd come out of a meeting, I remember one day, and somebody said to me, Sal, how do you always say what you want to say in meetings? Yes. What do you mean? I said, don't you say what you want to say? And they said, oh, no, I, I have my notes, but then I don't really know how to go about starting and I feel like people don't listen to me and that's when I said well this is no good <laughs> so we had a little meeting in the kitchen I said, you have to, these things you can do and it and it grew from there and I decided to start my own business. So really I mean it's interesting that you sort of came to that conclusion just taking it for granted that, that everybody sort of had that ability but it, it is interesting because it's it's communication, isn't it? I mean, not being able to actually voice what, what you're thinking or maybe overanalyzing and, and you've probably just taken it for granted. But it is a huge breakdown in communication if you can't say what you want to say and Absolutely. know how to say it. Yeah. Of course. And I, I'm a big believer that the content inevitably is part of it. Content is mm, a huge mm. part of it. But if you have the confidence in your physical voice, Yes. And the way that you deliver your message, it makes such a difference. I um, Sometimes I refer to Shakespeare, <laughs> depending yes. on my audience, yeah. and I talk about all the times in Shakespeare when the plot was dependent on messengers not arriving. Uh-huh. You know, so even it was one of the things in Romeo and Juliet. It was one of the reasons that <laughs> that was not um, – that didn't work out was because the yes. messenger didn't get message there. message didn't arrive. Yeah, and I say that our voice is our messenger. So what good is our message if the messenger doesn't arrive? Oh, that's a fantastic way of putting it. Because the other thing is too, Sally, is that I, I believe that sometimes with people who haven't been um, nurtured to use their voice is that that's when sometimes it all gets suppressed and can be turned into an anger thing. And that's, I mean, I did deal with a lot of, you know, in my last life, I was in policing. So, you know, a lot of those people, they had a lot of anger built up. And I think it was a lot of the time because they didn't know how to communicate. They didn't know Absolutely. how to get out what they, you know, so what you've sort of said there, that definitely hits home. Absolutely. I, I talk about babies having natural mm. voice. So yes. anyone who's seen a crying baby, it's quite extraordinary. Their mm. whole entire lungs are expanding and their muscles are contracting. And it's why such small humans can make such large sounds. Yes, true, <laughs> true. It's natural. But then as we go as we grow up, a lot of things happen which push our voices down. Mm. And we're not taught a lot about our voice at all. And I had one client, it's a heartbreaking story, but not very uncommon. He could put it down to a, a year three class he was in. 
where he answered a question and didn't say give the correct answer. Yes. And the teacher said to him, better to say nothing than to speak oh, up and, and sound the fool. Yeah. Adults actually don't realise the impact that you have on a child, you know, and it can be something as simple as that, the one-off thing. But you're right. If you're a sensitive person, uh, that's the effect that it can have on you. And especially if it's a message that's being repeated. Yes. So it may not have just been that one time, but if it's exactly. constantly be quiet, you're saying stupid things. There was a generation where children should be seen and Se not heard. So a lot of the work I do is around people deserving their space. Yes. I feel that a lot of people, and myself from time to time, you know, mm. it's, it's, an, mm. it's an ongoing challenge feeling confident, but we'll often feel that we don't deserve our space and so our body language will get smaller and our voice will get smaller because we don't even feel like we have the permission to be heard and to speak. Absolutely. So most of your work, Sally, is that with one-on-one -on -one individuals or do you have sometimes that workplaces will get you in and say what can you do for us yeah it's a great mix so I've got my one-on-one -on -one clients and then I work with teams in businesses and also do speaking engagements and very soon we'll have a brand new online course so that's exciting oh that's fantastic and so that's being launched soon very soon yes I'm just working out all the tech logistics oh brilliant <laughs> so, so What's one of the best stories that you can sort of, obviously no names mentioned, but an example of maybe somebody or, or a company that have used you and the, the success or the, the, the difference that you've made? Yeah, well, my best story is an individual who came along to one of my workshops. So I run, they're called Voice and Vigno. Oh, <laughs> so, nice. I um, I've spent a bit of time in Brazil, so that's why I use the Portuguese word Vigno rather oh, than nice. Vigno. Yeah. And we all have a bit of wine and talk about public speaking tips. Oh, lovely. And a woman came along to one, my last one and she messaged me the next day and said, Sal, I used so many of the techniques we went through last night in the workshop and I've just landed $100,000 worth of investment and got positive feedback about my presentation. Oh, brilliant. It makes such a difference because, I mean, if you don't believe what you're saying or, you know, you're not coming across confidence, that's, confidence is the main thing, isn't it? I mean... I give people practical things that they can do. Yes. So with confidence, with body language, I have a three-step process that I go through so mm -hmm. it's very quick so I'll just take you through it yes the first thing is imagine that your legs are tree trunks which sounds a bit offensive <laughs> but, yeah. you know, but to you, ground yourself and to, yeah, you, beautiful yeah. sexy tree trunks yes so you feel grounded and you'll you imagine that the root system spreads right into the floor so it feels like you've right. got a much much bigger base than what you do and then the next thing I imagine that my head is a puppet and so okay. it's hanging down and that way it gives you more it lengthens the spine and help, helps keep your eyes out. And then the last thing I imagine is wearing Victoria's Secret angel wings. Oh, okay. I mean, I, I must admit, I looked at a couple of your videos and I thought, oh, you know, that's the difference, isn't it? Is a beautiful posture and you're projecting and you're confident, you know what I mean? So before you know it, you see all these signs around with, and, and, and I must admit, you have something happen and before you know it, your posture's just, you know, so it's being conscious, isn't it? It is. And it's also, I ask people to, in workshops, to point to their voice. Right. So if I ask you to point to your voice, where, where do you think you'd point? Well, I know at the moment my voice is probably in my throat because I've been very stressed. 
<laughs> before I got on here about plugging the headphones in. Typically, I would probably say, I don't know my chest, but I, I suppose you're going to say it's supposed to be in your belly. Is it? Well, the thing is, it's a bit of a trick question. So some right. people touch their mouth, some people touch their vocal cords, their throat, oh, okay. other people touch their chest, other people touch their stomach. But right. what I say is it's actually everything. Your whole entire body oh, is okay. a musical instrument. And so that's why some people say, oh, why do you talk so much about body language? Aren't you a voice coach? And I say, well, your body is the instrument. Yeah, yeah, that's a really great way of putting it. So it's so important to have that posture right, otherwise your voice mm. doesn't have much chance, especially if everything's hunched over and you've got no way of getting the air in properly. It's going to be very, very hard to speak with influence. It will sound quite strained. Yes. So what sort of typically would bring somebody to you? I mean, I suppose most people wouldn't know about you. Like you said, I, I'm really surprised about this journalism thing when you were saying that they didn't really coach you on that. I mean, how have you found that people have normally found you? Oh, a lot of word of mouth. Yes, I thought so. Is the main one. Uh, and then LinkedIn is my second one. Oh, that's good. So LinkedIn's good. been fantastic. Yeah. I try to post every day. Yeah, oh, that's uh, great. And try to offer value, like not try to sell, but actually say mm. here's something you can do. Yeah. And are you proactive in the fact that sometimes you'll think about a business and an industry? How have people responded? Yeah, well, it's interesting. I'm a I'm a voice coach. I'm not much of a businesswoman. I'll tell you that. I'm learning as I go. <laughs> oh no, I think I think it's fantastic because the confidence thing is the main thing, and you and your knowledge of what you're talking about is the second thing. So those two things combined are, are pretty. You know, I mean, that's a huge thing in business, anyway. So Absolutely. don't I don't undersell me, yourself. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, I I when I first started this journey, I thought right, it, it will be industries like lawyers right <laughs> and I have I have worked with a couple of lawyers as well I thought lawyers uh, maybe the startup community so I do work with a lot of founders as well on pitching their products I've, I of course work with a lot of journalists and and being in the industry a few years ago has given me lots of good connections there yes. but I've been very very surprised by the people who found me okay let, so me, got, let me guess I I would say that you would be very very beneficial to salespeople. Yeah. You know, like, for instance, um, I do some real estate and that's sort of my background. And to be honest with you, when you're going in and pitching for business, the voice and, um, as you said, the whole body language and everything is very important. And I think maybe a, a lot of clients as women, when they may be in a more male dominated industry, that would be very beneficial. Managers who are running teens, but who have you found? Yes, similar, but there's been a couple of surprise packets. So okay. I got an inquiry recently um, doing a workshop for a fast food chain. I, I won't say which one it is, but yeah, yeah. she said to me, Sal, and this was in Australia, They'd mm -hmm. all the different states had come together in Melbourne for their national yeah. report or whatever it was, and she said, Sal, the Queenslanders had the best results but the worst public speakers. <laughs> and so she said it, it was really disappointing because even though on paper the performance was the best, she could yes. see how the ability to command a room and to communicate your message either up or down, in, yes. depending where you sit in the structure, is so important. So we're yeah. working with them. Um, the other interesting one was a big global manufacturing company. I was working with their warehouse team leaders who have to speak and get their team engaged, sort of like yes. a toolbox. Yeah, that's style. what I was thinking if you were a team leader. Team leader, start of a shift, and they're dealing with the noise of 
trucks and forklifts and all this sort of yes. thing. And then how they can engage their team. And also, also to get connected with people. I mean, you, if you're going to stand there and be a deadpan and this, that and the other thing and tell people... <laughs> You're not going to get this. You're not going to get the sort of enthusiasm, maybe, are you, out of the out of the people you're working with? That's so right. I mm. always say that when you're speaking, you really want to be setting the energy for the room. Yes. And absolutely. if you describe what sort of energy that you want to be in the room, then you've got to try to embody all of those in your voice yeah. and your body. And if you don't, then the more I think about it, I mean, every business could benefit from having a voice coach come in and so many things are going through my head now to communicate better absolutely i've even worked with the fitness industry you know the oh, group yes. instructors who are up there having to use their voice while doing crazy physical yeah. activity I don't, I don't know how they do it it's actually um, quite crazy when you think about it just in general that in education we haven't really focused on it isn't it yeah, teachers as well. There's I work with a, a, the leadership team of a school, and I hear anecdotally from a lot of teachers who lose their voice on a Friday. You know, by the end of the week, because this is what a lot of it is about as well. It's not just effective communication; it's also voice health. So the way people are speaking, if they're not using the technique right with the breath, they're putting all this strain on their throat, and it won't be there for them in years oh, to come. Okay, that's interesting. Yes. Yeah. Uh, actually, yeah. in my podcast, which is also in the works, right. <laughs> it's, um, it's called That Voice Podcast. Yeah, all of my guests are from a whole range of professions. And what I'm trying to show with the podcast is exactly what we're talking about. I open the podcast with um, for every guest is, could you do your job without your voice? Yes. Well, Not many people could. That. That's amazing. So if you are having people that are all over the countryside... I mean, I know you've got this online course coming up, but do you, at the moment, do you do a lot of work via Skype and things like that? That's right, yeah. Yeah, it doesn't really matter where you are. Are you thinking about at any stage coming to New Zealand? I'd, I'd love to, absolutely. Yeah. My grandmother yeah. was from Auckland and I've oh, never really? been, can you believe? Oh, Isn't that brilliant. Oh, you must visit, absolutely. Oh, that's fantastic. But if there are people out there, I mean, especially if there's um, businesses and things out there, I mean, if they had a few people... And it was worthwhile, or you could even do a um, a Skype call, couldn't you? Yeah. Absolutely. For for team workshops, I'd be more than happy to jump on a plane. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, uh, for ind- individuals, absolutely online. I have clients in the states, uh, in Scandinavia, in Brazil. Beauty of the of the internet, isn't it? Yes, it's true. So, how long do you think, it, in general, how long does it take um, someone to improve their voice if you were doing one on one? It's a little bit like the gym. You can't go to the gym once and say, oh, great. Oh, that's I'm a fit. shame. I'm disappointed about it. <laughs> but you can go to the gym as once off and learn some new techniques that you can put into your life to improve your health and fitness. Yeah. And so voice is the same way. And some people, they'll take something away from one session and the penny will just drop and they'll be, you know, will transform the way they speak. Yes, well, just like you said about that lady before, that sounded like she had that session and you just made the penny drop for her. Yeah, and that wasn't even a one-on-one session. Mm. That was one of my mm. workshops. So that was that was great. People who have vocal quality issues. So I was working with a lawyer who had a bit of a smoker's voice like this. Oh, yes, yes. And the the judge complained about not being able to hear him. So not oh. good when you're, he was no. a barrister. Something like that can take more time. Because with voice, 
it's it's a habit we've formed over many, many years. Yes. So I, in one session, I'm saying, okay, we're going to breathe a different way. Our vocal cords are going to connect a different way. We're going to wake up muscles that have probably never been activated. Yeah. <laughs> when we do that kind of work, it takes a lot more time for the new habits to form. Yeah, it's like anything, isn't it? What sort of costs would be involved? Well, all my individual prices are on my website. So my website sallyprosser.com.au. I do one-off sessions if people have something particular coming up. So if you've had a, a conference presentation or a panel appearance or something thrown yes. on you and you're yes. thinking, oh, my gosh, I don't know oh, where to start. that's great. Yeah. Then I do one-off one-hour, two-hour or three-hour oh, sessions that's good where, to we, know. where we just work on that which is helpful. Um, if you'd like to do something a bit more in-depth, then I do a signature program, which involves, we start off with an hour and a half. It's called a, my sound check. And so in right. my sound check, we record you, we, I make you watch it back, all those horrible things. And then we put together a bespoke plan of attack for what we can do to improve what you're looking for in particular. Oh, because great. every single person that walks through the door has a very different, different, yeah. Yeah, different reason, different goals mm. that they want to achieve. And that's really well. good that you have got a transparent pricing for those one-off things because sometimes, you know, you don't know. Do you get many yeah. people who are, what was that, so Sally? Um, not for workshops, but I put all the individual pricing up there yes. and I even yeah. include the GST as well. You don't want to have surprise. Oh, exactly. No, it gives you an idea anyway, doesn't it, to start with? Anybody yeah. listening to this podcast with the whole entire new online program, all yours. Yeah, oh, that's brilliant. Thank you, Sally. Another area I work in is with women in particular. Oh, yes. Workshop and a presentation I call Achieving Vogue Quality. Oh, nice. <laughs> so it's not a real yes. word. And it's all about the things that women in particular can do with their voices, you know, on the quest for equality. Because I do find that things like the rising inflection, you know, that going up at the end of every sentence. Yes. Looking in the stratosphere like really high-pitched, and also um, the tendency to use vocal fry, which is kind of like that valley girl sound. Use of the word like, like this, like that, you know. That's sort of a modern modern sort of day thing, isn't it, with some people? It is. And, mm. you know, I'm not, I'm not the like or the um and ah police. I yes. say, you know, that's fine. I'm not going to ask you to get rid of it. But I challenge people to, to ask themselves, can they switch it off when they need to? <laughs> Right. Well, I'm being very, very quiet this podcast because I know I'm talking to you. <laughs> I'm on my I'm on my best behaviour. <laughs> but I must say, you do hear that one that goes up at the end of. Oh, it, it's yeah, it's quite frustrating, isn't it? It's quite a funny one that one. So you, you can do some coaching on that for people because that is, you really notice it when you talk to people who do go up at the end of sentences. Yeah, and it's so important because going up on a complete statement takes all the credibility out of the comment. It makes it yeah, sound right. like you're not confident. It's exactly the same sentence delivered with the same volume, the same stress, the same gesture, the same everything else. Mm. If the inflection mm. isn't right, it will totally change the way that it's received. Yeah, so true. So it's the whole mode, isn't it? All whole tones and modes and everything. Yeah. I really don't want people to feel like, oh no, I'm talking to the speech coach. No, exactly. Yeah, I know. Well, it's hard not to, but I I know what you're saying. Yeah. I guess so. And I even I've included a couple of bloopers in my online program where I've got tongue tied on a few things because I've I really want people thing, to know actually. that. Yeah. Yeah. It's just it's real. It's having fun, isn't it? Yeah. I think that's the thing. I think it's um. Nobody's perfect and who wants to be? 
life is so bloody serious all the time that it's like it's actually quite refreshing to you know not take yourself too seriously obviously we're all being professional and we're trying to improve ourselves but at the same time you know I think that's the thing about women they need to reach out to each other and try to support each other to you know get or do what they want to do and improve what they want to improve yeah safe environment that's what it's all about and I can see talking to you that you would make people feel very very comfortable yeah, I really don't want to be the teacher-student relationship. Yes, yes. I really want to be just a working together relationship. And I I feel very lucky because I learn so much from the people that I work with. And as you can imagine, because all the content is so varied, yes, I find myself becoming a mini expert in so many different oh, I can, oh, be It would be a lot of fun, yeah. And, I mean, it's so rewarding, isn't it, to see people getting better at what they set out to do. Yeah, and we've talked a lot about it being used in professional settings, but think about in other parts of your life, speaking at funerals, speaking at weddings. Well, I was going to ask you about that. Do you get some people who come to you and say that, you know, they're getting married or they're the best man or, yeah, I could imagine that you would get lots of people. That's probably a big... Not not as many victims as I'd like. No, (laughs) they don't know about you. Yeah, that's right. So word of mouth is the way to go and get yourself out there. Yeah, and yeah. Dale Carnegie, who's quite a famous speaking coach, yes. he initially sought out the train because he wanted to get the courage to propose to his wife. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah, yeah. and so what the great thing about this sort of work is, of course, you can use it in a professional setting, but you can also use it in your everyday. Absolutely. I think it really comes back to you feel a lot more confident, like you said, when you can actually communicate that message yeah, I, I totally get it. I think it's absolutely brilliant. So it, you're the voice in a different way. <laughs> no, it's really great. Yeah, well, I love it. It certainly gets me out of bed every day with a smile on my face. And that's the other thing I really like is that, you know, just talking to you, I can see that you really are passionate about changing people's lives. And that's always so refreshing. And it's it's a niche market. And no, it's, it's great. So Sally, thank you so much for talking to us and I'm sure that many, many people out there have um, got some really good takeaways and um, will be thinking and becoming more conscious about their voice and how perhaps they could use your services. So good luck with everything and hopefully you'll get some people either doing the online or contacting you because it is a very important thing that people can easily improve on. Absolutely. Thank you so much. It's been great chatting. And yeah. I'll just um, confirm my website. Unfortunately, sallyprosser.com was taken. So it is sallyprosser.com.au if you're looking for oh, me. Oh, okay. All right. Well, thank you very much. And that's Sally Prosser, who is in Brisbane, Australia. But as she said, the internet is a wonderful thing. So wherever you are listening, get in touch with Sally and she'll steer you in the right direction. Thanks, Sally. Thank you. I'm Louise Roke. Tune in weekly for a dose of your good tonic by subscribing to our podcast. For more information, visit goodtonic.co.nz. Thanks for listening.